This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, there is no stopping the Cleveland Indians. Welcome to the Streak Podcast. In 2017, the Cleveland Indians went on an unprecedented record-setting 22-game winning streak. You may never see anything quite like this again. For the next three weeks, you can hear each game as it happened, night after night, on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. History continues to march on. On the Streak Podcast, we'll get the stories from the players, coaches, manager Terry Francona, and others from the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhaus. Now, let's relive one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 8 of The Streak. I'm Jim Rosenhaus, and along with the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton, we are bringing you some of the, the great inside looks at the Indians' 22-game win streak with those who made it happen. That win streak at the tail end of 2017, historic, an American League record. Many believe a Major League record, but not according to the official Major League record keepers. But uh, certainly a, a great stretch of play for the Indians. And it, it all coincides this podcast with the radio broadcasts of those games of the 22-game streak now running on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network and Indians.com. Coming up later on in this episode of The Streak, Hammy has a great conversation with Indians bench coach Brad Mills. But first, a quick look back at Game 2 of a doubleheader in Detroit, a game that would become win number 9 of The Streak. Following a one-run ninth-inning win in the opener of the doubleheader, the Indians, well, they got right back to dominant baseball in Game 2. Third baseman Gio Urshela got things started in the second inning. The pitch, swing and a liner toward the gap in right center. On the run as Presley can't make the catch. Ball gets down, goes to the wall. That'll clear the bases. Scoring her Encarnacion and Chisinau. And Urshela's big day continues. A two-run gapper to right center. The double puts the Tribe on top, two to nothing. And homegrown product, Giovanni Urshela with a huge two-out, two-run double to right center. Oh, what a day he is having. Then in the fourth, Roberto Perez extended the lead. Here's the pitch. Swung on, and it's a looper to shallow left center. It falls in for a base hit. Encarnacion scores. Right behind him is Santana, and Roberto Perez comes through again. A two-run single, and the Indians lead it 4-0. Now Perez was down in the count 0-2 quickly. Battled back to run the count full. And then he fought off a pitch. He didn't get good wood on it, but just enough. A base hit. Now 28 runs driven in for Perez. And more impressively, 11 RBI in his last seven games. And Eric Gonzalez kept it rolling in that fourth inning. Next pitch. Swung on line. Base hit in the left field. And that'll bring home another run. Big turn at first for Gonzalez. He'll stay right there with an RBI single, and the Indians now lead it 5-0. Oh, a nice smooth swing by Gonzalez, and he hit a rope out to left field. 
Driving in his seventh run of the season for the Indians. And while the beat went on offensively, Mike Clevenger was locked in again on the mound. Clevenger was a part of that weekend of shutouts. He went six shutout against the Royals. He is backing that up with five and two-thirds shutout innings so far tonight. 3-1 delivery to the third baseman. Swung on, hit high in the air to center, and it'll be six shutout innings for Clevenger again tonight. He's had 95 pitches through six. Clevenger is really starting to look the part, isn't he? 10-0. Indians blasting Detroit after six on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. And from there, the Indians finish things off in impressive fashion over the Tigers. The pitch swung on, line to center. Zimmers there, makes the catch, ball game. And a major league leading 16 shutouts for the Tribe, and they've had their second nine-game win streak of the year. They bury the Tigers in the nightcap by a final score of 10 to nothing. A couple of takeaways from that game. The names of Urshela and Gonzalez were prominent again, and the pitching was off the charts good for the team's fourth shutout in the nine wins to that point. But point being, a lot of players had their hands in that 22-game win streak, and uh, those were all things that Hammy covered with longtime Indians bench coach Brad Mills. 2017 was the 39th in pro baseball for Mills, who goes back to his college days with Terry Francona, both at the University of Arizona. And as Millsy told Hammy, some of the things he saw during that streak were impressive at any point in his pro career in this game. Okay, the, the things that, I'll just, some things that stand out. When I started thinking about this thing, without even looking at really any notes, but how how tough it was to kind of get started. You know, um, that was against Chris Sale, right? Mm-hmm. The first game one, you yep. know, and, and how many left-handers that we, that we beat or played extremely well against. Uh, the, the White Sox guys with the uh, um, Rodon, Rodon, yeah, and and it was at Wade Miley with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I think we we did really well. So you know there were some things that stuck out, and and some the injuries. I really wasn't didn't didn't remember the injuries as much, but what that did, it allowed other guys to kind of get in and help out, you know, because they wanted to contribute too. So it was really neat to see them get going. And then how about the bullpen? That was that was so impressive. And then one thing I did know, I didn't know the number. I think it was 19 out of 20. We scored first, 19 out of 22 yeah. of the wins. But how many times a run was scored in the first or second inning? Yeah. I mean, there was a couple in – and, and I know we had to be going good, and some other teams had to be going bad. There's no doubt about it. You know, you know we got the Tigers, we got the Royals. Uh, they're struggling. The Orioles, uh, the White Sox were kind of, you know, here and there. So we had to, we had to, we had to have some breaks go our way, which we did. But those games at like at Yankee Stadium, how nice was it? I know that we had a. The next day we had what, a doubleheader, and then we had to go to Detroit and play a doubleheader mm-hmm. uh, right away. But nice getting that little rain out in 
in New York to at least give us a take a little breath, and now we now we get going. Uh, little things like that, and getting getting some uh, you know the, the pitching. I mentioned the bullpen, how good the bullpen was, and uh, Tomlin, you know, he gave us a couple of big five inning games. So I mean, everybody contributed, and it was so much fun to see. And Brandon, then. Oh, I'm sorry. But I was going to say, you you bring up the point of everybody contributing, like Brantley and Kipnis and Chisenhall and Salazar and Andrew Miller were were either out that whole three-week period or were out a chunk of it. I mean, Andrew Miller only pitched in one game. Is there a sense with a ball club that as good as your stars are, that if other guys get a chance and contribute, does it elevate a ball club because of all 25? I, I think in, in this case, Hammy, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing here a little bit, but in this case, maybe not at the start. Maybe, but after it got going, it, it did. Okay, we can do this without these guys. They start believing in themselves. Hey, we can do this. All these guys are on the DL. We can do this. We don't have Brantley. We don't have Andrew Miller. Uh, we, we can... We're winning games, and we can continue on to do it. And I, and I think so. In that sense, yes. But I I don't I didn't feel it uh, at, as we started the run. But after we got going, yes, yeah, I did. Do you think there's any carryover or residual or remembering back if you're a part of the club with this streak? To being in the post, you're going into postseason in 2016, and oh yeah, no Carlos Carrasco, no Danny Salazar. Most people said, "Well, you know what? Nice little season. You won't even get by Boston." Then, of course, you know you get a great effort from Trevor Bauer in Game One against Boston, but he's pretty ineffective after that due to the injury. And yet, that ball club got it to seven games in the World Series. Do you think you ever draw back from that? That no one thought we could do it then, and, you know, why can't we now? You know, Hammy, I didn't think of that or anything along those lines. But that's a good point. That's a real good point, you know, because it's, it's pretty much the same group of guys and, and to say, look what we were able to do and push forward. I, I think that's a good point. I don't, I don't see any uh, reason to, to refute that at all. But it was really good. Uh, to see the guys come through with the big hits. How many times in that series did Encarnacion come up with a big home run? You know, uh, Santana and, and and Jay Bruce, the first week, that, that first homestand that he's with us, he, 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 was, he was a main factor in each game. And, of course, Frankie, man, he was unbelievable, both defensively and offensively. He just, he was, he was outstanding. You know, you mentioned Jay Bruce, and that club had kind of sputtered most of the season, whether it's a World Series hangover, everyone's got a theory. But you kind of started to put it together in August before the streak started on August 24th. And the trade of Jay Bruce, I don't know if anyone realized at the time, even his presence in the lineup, no matter what he did, had an impact, didn't it? Yeah, and and the way he carried himself. He carried himself, not only his performance, but he carried himself like a big leaguer and a veteran big leaguer. And, 
And then when we just kept on winning, I know, you know, after two weeks of this, he goes, he goes, man, I love it here, man. You guys don't lose. <laughs> and he was right. That's true. We weren't losing. And it was just amazing. And, and uh, you know, and he wanted to chip right in. He wanted to be part of it. And the guys accepted him because of all that. That's it was so good. I'm sure most people realize, but if they don't, you and Tito have been together and best friends going back to college days at the University of Arizona. And you're together when you win two World Series in Boston, including doing something no team has still ever done except you guys, down 3-0 and come back to beat the Yankees and then go to the World Series. So you've been through an awful lot and an awful lot of incredibly good times. That being said, was there ever a point that the two of you looked at each other and went, what is going on here? I probably look at him more and say that than he looks at me and says that. <laughs> but, uh, and, that, and that's a good thing for him. But again, as I was trying to kind of get ready for this a little bit, Hammy, uh, I happened to look at a lot of the lineups, not every lineup, but a lot of the lineups. And I go, would you look at what T was doing? You know, how he mixed and matched. Remember, you know, how, we, how you and I were talking and you brought up how everybody contributed. And T got him in the game. He put him in those scenarios to be able to have that success. Now, I'm not trying to get off uh, the subject of what you were talking about with him, but that's kind of what has been making him so good is being able to allow those extra players get a couple of innings, get a couple of at-bats, and that they feel part of the club. And you know what? When they get in there, they're ready. And he does such a good job of that. You know, it's interesting because for those that don't know, if somebody's getting a day off the next day, Tito has always had you go tell that player the night before so that they're mentally relaxed even when they get up the next day. They're not even thinking about getting ready for the game. They know they have a day off. So you kind of know your lineup on Thursday night, what Friday's going to be. But as the streak goes on and you're filling out a lineup card and it's got maybe four guys from the minor leagues in it, was there even a point then that you went, well, you know, it was fun while it lasted? <laughs> well, I think that that again, and I'm gonna blow T's horn, is he's able to talk to those guys all the time and make them feel a part of the team. Now, what does that do? That doesn't make them be a star, but you know what? They feel part of something and allows them to put them in a situation that they're able to play their best. And anytime you do that, you got a chance to do some things extraordinary and 22 games, that's pretty, that's pretty extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys bounce lineups off each other. You go back and forth. This isn't something you just drop an hour before the ball game. To me, what's interesting, Brad, is you and Tito didn't get caught up in, hey, we've got to have our nine best players playing every day to keep this thing going. You, you allowed other people to be a part. I guess you were kind of looking at the big picture, weren't you? Well, there's no doubt, especially when, when we start talking about our record and how, how now we started getting that, that lead and so forth. 
Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about lineups every day, but so many guys wanted to stay in the game. You know, they didn't want to have a day off because of they were winning. You know, they didn't. And but T was, and and we had talked about it, getting that lead so early in the games, and kind of a lot of games, a pretty substantial lead. We were able to get, give guys two and three innings off at the end, and let them get a mental break come back to the dugout and root for somebody else was kind of neat. We're going to stop it right there, and uh, that's just part one of Hammy's visit with bench coach Brad Mills. They'll be back again on our next episode talking about some of the things that, that made things so impressive and, and when Millsy saw things developing in terms of perhaps a record-setting stretch of play and also a look back at that famous now game number 22 of the streak. So that's a look back at win number nine of the 22, another blowout. And if you're listening to this podcast on Wednesday, May the 13th, don't forget to tune in tonight to the Cleveland Indians Cleveland Clinic Radio Network and Indians.com for game 10 of the streak as the Indians play the Tigers once again in Detroit. So that'll do it for this episode of The Streak. Thanks, as always, going out to Brian Matze and Bob Coates over at iHeartMedia for their production help. Bart Swain and Court Berry Tripp from Indians PR. And thanks to Brad Mills for stopping by and joining Tom Hamilton. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks for taking the time to listen. And we'll talk to you next time on The Streak. The Indians! Historical Streak! Marches on! Thanks for listening to the Streak Podcast. The inside stories from one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Your companion to the nightly game broadcast on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.